Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Uh, Mark is coming back from a wedding. I've, I've great news. The wedding worked. The couple got married. Okay, still married. All good. But but they're returning. All right. Would you go ahead and stand up, please? And uh, we have some verses. We're kind of flying without a net here, but we're going to get through this. All right. Could I get the first slide up there? All right. Uh, I'll do the leader part, and then if you would respond, please. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Proclaim his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wondrous works among all peoples. For the Lord is great and is highly praised. He is feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples... The Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, you families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and enter into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. Heavens be glad, and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the fields and everything in them celebrate. Then all the trees of the forest will shout for joy. Before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his faithfulness.
the Son of God is stricken, then see his foes lie crushed beneath his feet, for the conqueror has risen, and as the stone is rolled away, and Christ emerges from the grave, this victory march continues till the day, every serving good and faithful. As saints of old still line the way, retelling triumphs of His grace. We the calls and hunger for the day when with Christ we stand in glory. Arise, shine, for your light has come. Arise, 
long time and you want to learn how to share the gospel or go on mission or do something great for the Lord, well, we want to help you in that here at Hebron Baptist Church, and we're glad that you're here with us. If you're a guest, uh, right in front of you should be a connect card. Uh, we want to connect with you, especially if this is your first time with us. Uh, we want to know that you are here, connect with you, let us know, let you know a little bit more about our church. Uh, fill that out and take that to our next steps desk, which is through the double doors and to the immediate left. Someone will be there to answer questions about, uh, about our church, about life group, about all sorts of different things that we have here at Hebron Baptist Church. And if this is your first time and the first time you've turned in a life uh, a connect card, we do have a gift for you. So we hope that you would fill that out today uh, and that you'd get your gift before you leave. Uh, well, we uh, come together to worship the Lord, and in this time of our service that we gather uh, to pray together, to lift up prayer requests for ourselves and for the world. And so if you would, because God's people have gathered, let's pray to him together, okay? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for uh, us being able to come and freely worship you proclaiming you as king and lord knowing that you have died for us that you've risen to life and that in faith in you brings life and so lord we come to to give praise to you as we've done through song to to pray and bring requests to you together as we are now to to listen and expectantly to your word for life change and to give graciously and lord one of the values that we hold dear here at hebron baptist church is sacrificial giving we know that, God, you have called us to give sacrificially of our time, of our talents, and of our treasure. And, Lord, we know that in doing so, all we're doing is giving something back from what you've already received from us, our stewards of the time that you've given us, the, the talents that you've given us, and the money that you've given us. And so, Lord, we know that as much as you have sacrificed by giving your son Jesus, that we should sacrifice as well. And sometimes that means sacrificing the time, maybe a, a little bit less uh, streaming uh, a, a new show and maybe a little bit more serving, maybe uh, using the gifts that you've given us in a place here at church or, or giving of our finances in a way that we know is sacrificial to us but is a gift and fuel for kingdom ministry. Lord, we are thankful for the generosity that you've shown but that you do put in our hearts. Lord, we know that this is a, a blood-born, spirit-given gift in us to be sacrificial and to be generous. So Lord, help us to be more generous in the ways of life. Lord, help use us to be more generous to each other here in our church, to be generous to people in our neighborhoods that might need Christ. Lord, we know that you have called us to be generous, so help us to be more like your son. Heavenly Father, we pray and lift up uh, our members meeting today. We know, Lord, this is our first time doing so in this format. And so, Lord, we pray that you would meet with us, be with us as a family of faith as we speak about your business, about learn about ministries in the church, and that we worship you. So, Lord, we pray that you would meet with us tonight in a special way to grow us together, but also set us forward on your mission together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to reach others through Easter season. We know that Easter is on the mind of even non-believers. And so, Lord, help us to use those opportunities to invite others to church, to our life group, uh, to our, our Easter celebration. Lord, help us to use this time of year that you have risen 
and paid for our sins to help us advance your kingdom. And Lord, we pray for our Easter celebration that's upcoming. We pray that you would bring many. Uh, we've we've uh, advertised to the schools and to our community, and we know, Lord, we will be inundated with families that want to have a good time in faith. But we pray that they would see Jesus as we present the gospel, that through our volunteers that help, that they see kindness in someone wanting to connect with them. And Lord, we pray that you would use this opportunity to, to advance the kingdom, to meet, uh, use it to meet Jesus and meet families together. And Lord, we're thankful for this opportunity. Heavenly Father, we also think and pray the same way for our sister church, Redeeming Life in Salt Lake City. Our partnership is, is deep and real, and we're thankful that we get to send a team to them this summer. We pray, God, that in the same way that what we're trying to do here in Easter in our community, that we know they're trying to do there in the darkness, in the midst of false teaching, in the midst of a culture that is, that is fully secular and fully bought in to a false gospel. And Lord, we just pray that their light would shine greatly, and that Lord, that you would use them to impact people's lives, families, and Lord, that their key, the kingdom would grow even in that dark land. We pray for Brian and, uh, Brian and his wife, uh, the church planners, the whole staff there. Lord, we are thankful for them. And we pray that you would protect them from the schemes of the evil one. And Lord, we pray that you would give them a great endeavor of ministry. Lord, we pray and come to you this morning admitting to you that as we've prayed in the beginning to help encourage us in our generosity, there are many often times that we're not generous, that we're selfish with our time, selfish with our, our talent, and certainly selfish with our money. And Lord, we know that this goes against you and your word, and it goes against the ways that you want us to live. So Lord, we, we pray confessing this because we know uh, that we are against you in this area of our life. But we're so thankful for the gospel message that even in our failures, you are faithful. Even when we're far, you are close. And even in these things, that Lord, you forgive us and will help us to be faithful in these things. So Lord, help us to be faithful, but thankful for the gospel that shows that we are forgiven. Lord, may we, as we sing of it, we pray about it, we are thankful for the assurance that we have in Christ. And as we sing about it, Lord, help put that and root it in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Please stand.
that's a recent thing.
good morning. Turn in your copy of God's Word to Luke chapter 22 and verse 54. Turn into your devices or in your copy of God's Word, or if you want to use the Pew Bible that's in front of you, it's page 936. 936, and it's one sentence, I think, down at the bottom of that page uh, is where that is, if you want to use that translation that I'm reading from. Uh, for those of you who are not uh, or new or have been sick or uh, we have started a few weeks ago a series on the last hours of Jesus from his last day before his crucifixion and we pray that as we do that that we we look to see what we can learn from him at what he saw important what he did and what he teaches us through these last uh, this last day and today as we kind of juxtapose or to look uh, in the last these last two sections last week we saw the betrayal of Judas and this week we look and read about Peter's abandoning Jesus and denying Jesus in both ways we see people reject or go against Christ but, in this, but only one finds redemption through repentance. And today we're going to look at the story of Peter and how he, betray, he abandoned Jesus in the way that he rejected him, stood away from him, and denied him. And so let's begin by reading verse 54 and we'll go to verse 62. They seized him, led him away, and brought him into the high priest's house. Meanwhile, Peter was falling at a distance. They lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together. And Peter sat among them. When a servant saw him sitting in the light, they looked closely at him. She said, this man was with him too. But he denied it. Woman, I don't know him. After a little while, someone else saw him and said, you're one of them too. Man, I am not, Peter said. About an hour later, another kept insisting, this man certainly was with him since he's also a Galilean. But Peter said, man, I don't know what you're talking about. Immediately, while he was still speaking, a rooster crowed. Then the Lord turned and looked at Peter. So Peter remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said to him, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Heavenly Father, teach us. Your word is true, is sufficient for our lives. And Lord, this is recorded for us so that we might see truth and redemption. But God, may it also change us. May we see it, may we hear it, may you implant it in our hearts that we may never be the same again. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're AWOL in the military, that means that you're away without official leave. And it depended upon how long you're gone without official permission or how long you stay away, the, the, the punishment could be pretty severe. It could be uh, losing of a paycheck. It could be confinement in prison. It could be 
removal of all your uh, military uh, honors and pay and all the benefits that you receive to even depending of course if you are cohorting with the enemy could even mean death and the worst is being considered understanding that we're a deserter of the people that we're supposed to be with and support the most the worst is understanding that your military brothers and sisters who depend on you for their very life and who would give their life for you would see you walk away and be considered not important. I believe many of us have been AWOL from Jesus and his church at times in our life. And I don't know about you, but maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe you accepted Christ, were on fire for him, you were drawn close to Christ, but somewhere along the way that he, you deserted him in the way that you saw his being important, spending time with him and his word, being distant from other believers, being committed to a local church. Too many of us have left Jesus and decided that he asks too much of us or inconveniences us too much. The reality is we all face a time of temptation to abandon Jesus. But there's always a temptation to follow ourself instead of the Savior. Jesus had said earlier in Luke to Peter, Satan wants to sift you. Peter says, oh, don't, I've got this. Don't worry, Jesus. I, I will never abandon you. Little did he know that he was going to abandon Jesus and deny him not but just a few hours later. Maybe you feel like Peter today. Maybe you would look in your life in the last few months or years and you would see yourself far from Christ. Maybe you see and want and desire your life to be used for him, to be part of the family of God, to, to see your journey, your life in a way that, that is close to God and not far away. Well, here's the good news that as we read in, about Peter this morning, that even though that he finds himself deserting, abandoning, denying Jesus, there's great redemption that can be had in him. So my hope for us is to give one a description or a warning first to not abandon Jesus, to not fall away, but then to come back to give a prescription of how we might guard our hearts or even come to repentance and restoration ourselves so that's where we're going this morning and in your bibles we're going to start right at the beginning at verse 54 and we understand these three things first if you're taking notes in your bulletin or on your phones or wherever number one when you abandon jesus you will find yourself at a distance when you abandon Jesus, you will find yourself at a distance. I want us to see over these first three points that we would see the spiral 
or where the slippery slope of walking away from Jesus can land us. And the first step that we see in Peter's life, that when he abandoned Jesus, he found himself at a distance. At verse 54, they seized him, led him away, and brought him into the high priest's house. Meanwhile, Peter was following at a distance. Peter's relationship has had more ups and downs than the old Tower of Terror at Disney World. Up, down, up, up down, up, down. I mean, that, that is Peter's relationship to Jesus. Think about it. He walked on water, and then he started to seek. He argued and said that Jesus is the Messiah. And then when Jesus said he was going, yes, Peter, you're right, I'm going to go die for you, then he rebuked Jesus, which then Jesus rebuked him. We see that Peter boldly states that when he would go to prison for the Lord and easy, easily die for him. In Luke chapter 22, verse 33, he said, Lord, he told them, I am ready to go with you both to prison and to death. Yet in just a few minutes, he was asleep in the garden and couldn't even pray with him. Then we see Peter shows remarkable courage, or maybe not courage after talking last week, was it courage? Maybe he was zealous for protecting his friend. But here now, what do we see? Peter is at a distance. He doesn't want to be counted among Jesus' friends. He doesn't want to be counted and saying that he's with Jesus, staying out of sight and in the shadows. You know, this reminds me a little bit, maybe you had this time in your life, when you were a teenager, when you started to distance yourself from your parent. You know, when you were younger, you held their hand, you were glad to sit in their lap or sit beside them. But as you got older and closer to being a teenager, you started to scoot away a little bit. Maybe if you were in the, in, maybe in the pew, you might sit behind them or in front of them. And then if you were at, at school, you would, you would want to sit over with your friends. You'd pass them in the hall and you'd be like, that's not my parents. You distanced yourself because why? You didn't want your parents to disappoint you or embarrass you. And in some ways, we see the result of Peter was distancing himself from Jesus. In some ways that we do the same to Jesus. We don't want to be associated with Christ in our secular job. We don't want to be associated with Jesus in his way at school. We don't want to be associated with certain things that we, we find uneasy or that maybe our secular friends might find uneasy because we don't want to be embarrassed. Brother, sister, we should never be embarrassed about Jesus. And we should never be to a place that we would not count our cost and follow him to the end. Maybe you have even stopped doing your quiet time or hanging out with Christian friends that you start to fade away from church because you're distancing yourself. Maybe it's because you're afraid that God's going to call you to a faithfulness that you're not ready to do. Maybe it's, call, it's something that you know that Jesus wants as part of your life but friends, be careful 
that you don't find yourself at a distance from Jesus. That's just the step of a long way far away from Jesus. J.C. Ryle observed, the best and highest saint is a poor, weak creature. And even at his best times, whether he knows it or not, he carries within him an almost boundless capacity of wickedness. And however fair and decent his outward conduct may seem, there is no enormity of sin into which he may not run if he does not watch and pray and if by the grace of God does not hold him up. When we read the fall of Peter, we only read that might possibly befall any of ourselves. Let us never presume. Let us never indulge in high thoughts about our own strength. Brother, sister, maybe you're not distancing yourself from Jesus, but be careful because Satan wants to sift you this way as well. Be careful that your distancing would not keep you at a distance from Jesus. Number two, when you abandon Jesus, you find yourself in the wrong camp. You find yourself in the wrong camp. In verse 55, they lit a fire in the middle of the courtyard and sat down together, and Peter sat among them. Now here, we see that the same mob or hangers-on that went out to see Jesus, they came out, and as there was the, this mock trial going on just over there, there was a group of them that was hanging around at the fire. And Peter shows that he is remarkably bad in his, la in his lack of wisdom and discernment. Having kept his distance, now he found himself wanting to fit in, wanting to be counted not with Jesus, but those who are against Jesus. Peter comes finds himself right in next to the enemies of the Lord. And he hopes by sitting down among them that he would be counted among them. Folks, let me just say, for you need to pay attention and learn from Peter. You can't sit down with the enemy and warm yourself by the enemy's fire and not get burned. And that's what happened with Peter. Friends, we know that we are called by Christ to befriend non-believers, to help them understand the grace of Jesus. But the concern level here is not that you're around them, but if you're trying to please them. And that you want to please them more than pleasing Christ. And that's what happened with Peter. He wanted to be more like them than what he had even said that he was willing to do for Jesus. That sin that used to... If you continue down this path, brother or sister, that if you are around a non-believer or a Christian who is maybe even weak in their faith and you start to desire their, uh, their kudos, their appeal, uh, their reward what they want of your life more than you want Jesus, you're going to find yourself even further away from Jesus because the sin that used to sicken you is now being encouraged. The habits that you left, you have now come right up next to. Friends, be careful that you have not fallen to follow uh, those opposing Jesus because you'll end up just like them. 
Maybe Peter even forgot Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, that I'm sure every Hebrew boy would have memorized. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway of sinners or sit in the company of mockers. I remember when I was little and um, I first tasted Cheetos for the first time. Oh my gosh, what a joy to my taste buds. I knew that every bit of it couldn't be good for me, but boy, oh my gosh, that cheesy goodness was so wonderful. And then, you know, over times I thought this was, you know, this is kind of weird. This is show me your, my timeline. Does anybody remember Captain Caveman on the Cartoon Network? Do you remember? Okay, some of you, two of you. Okay, some of you. All right, so uh, I thought they looked like Captain Caveman's club. And so I would, you know, like swing it around and then pop it in my mouth. And I, I loved every bit of it. And I know that I wasn't supposed to be in them without my parents knowing. But, you know, I'd get in there and I'd eat a bunch of them. And then, then I'd put the put the bag back in the closet and let it be and then walk away and mom or dad would come up and say you've been in the Cheetos haven't you no I've not been in the Cheetos how do you know show me your hands oh Cheeto dust Mm, the one that gave it all away Cheeto dust clings on to you right it clings all over you, and, may, and it's like it's a, a mold growing on you. It's, it's all over you. In the same way, friends, the people you hang, off, hang out with rubs on you. And if you're not careful, you're doing the same thing that they are. You abandon Jesus when you fall into a crowd that you want to please more than you please Jesus. And it distracts you from the life that he wants to give you third the final landing spot for Peter is we need to be aware of is when you abandon Jesus you find yourself denying the truth 55 says sorry we read that for 56 when a servant saw him sitting in the light and he looked closely at him she said this is the man that was with him too he said no woman I don't know him After a little while, someone saw him and said, you're one of them. Man, I'm not, Peter said. About an hour later, someone says, this man was with him because he's a Galilean. And verse 60, Peter says, man, I don't know what you're talking about. And immediately while he was talking, a rooster crowed, and the Lord turned to him. And Peter remembered the word the Lord had said to him, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Brother and sister, the landing spot or the, the issue that we see with, with Peter is that as he spiraled away from Jesus, he even denied the truth about himself and Jesus and who he was. Peter, the disciple who asked him, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter says in Matthew 16, 16, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And now, he followed at a distance. Peter, in whom Jesus said, this rock, I will build the church. You will now be known as Peter. The rock had crumbled. And Folks, be careful what you say. Be careful where you stray. And be careful whom you stay. Because you can end up denying the truth about Jesus. 
you would say, I, I might never, I would never do that. Peter said that. You would say, I would never abandon. But maybe you've already done so. Maybe it was your own lack of activity in following the Lord. Maybe it was your lack of love for his things and his word. Maybe it was for the lack of involvement in church. Have you not denied the Lord? Have you not denied being counted among him at times when it was difficult or pressured by other people? Have you not spoken up when there were things said falsely about his word and about Christianity? Have there been times that you know that you have been called to be a witness for the Lord and yet you remain silent? Brother and sister, when you deny the truth, you are denying and abandoning Jesus. And the thing is, the, the very thing that you are denying would give you life. You see, by denying Jesus and, and, and walking away from him, you are the one that's being hurt. When you deny Jesus, you're hurting yourself. When you hurt yourself because you know when tragedy happens, you aren't close enough to God to be encouraged by him. You're not close to God and your children grow up not seeing Christ or the church as essential to their lives. You see that you stay away and your church gets hurt because it loses a member. Brother and sister, the reality is the further you stay away from him, the more that you deny the truth about him. And maybe even right now that you're feeling something like what Peter felt when he heard the rooster crow. Probably nothing more terrifying or heartbreaking that Peter has ever heard and especially when he looked over and saw the face of Jesus looking at him. And the looks and tears were meant to learn something about ourselves. We cannot try to avoid looking like Christ's followers and ever hope to receive the approving look of Jesus. We are reminded what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 33, but Whoever denies me for, before others, I will also deny him before my Father in heaven. Brother and sister, I am not saying that tomorrow I want you to storm into your office and, and, and create a bunch of problems with people that you work with or go against a good uh, decorum with people and your friends. I'm not saying or inviting you to be a jerk for Jesus all I'm asking you to be is to be faithful, to be counted among him, to be willing to go to the cross and follow him. The reality is if we're not careful, if we're continually distancing ourselves, we're going to find ourselves really far away from Jesus, living a life that is contrary to his word, contrary to his ways. So what do we do? Many of us would feel the disappointing stare of Jesus today, embarrassed to go to him for prayer, going to him for forgiveness. It's the same old sin that I've struggled with and wondering, God, would you even want me? Well, here's the good news. God does want you. He longs for you to come home. Peter goes from zero to hero in the New Testament. 
Peter comes from someone outside weeping bitterly, thinking he might not ever be used of Christ again, knowing he disappointed Christ in, in, a, in a very clear way to being one who builds his church, making a difference. And when the Holy Spirit comes, it is Peter who is preaching the gospel and many are saved. It is Peter who is a leader that he becomes and a bold soul winner. So brother and sister, the difference between Judas and Peter is coming to Jesus and repentance and receiving forgiveness. Judas didn't, and Peter did. Brother and sister, the only thing that's the difference between an unbeliever and a believer is a believer comes to Christ's repentance and keeps coming because we know that we are to confess our sins, but we also know that we have a Father and Savior who openly forgives us with open arms. We come to him knowing that there's love and forgiveness. And therefore, for us, or maybe you who need to be restored, maybe you who are slipping away, what should we do? Well, I would just invite you, you can turn over to John chapter 21 and verse 15. We see there the restoration of Peter. That there's hope that Peter comes to Christ and, and Christ restores him. In John chapter 21, verse 15, it says, When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to them. You know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told them. A second time he asked them, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord. He said to him, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter, and grieved was he asked him a third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know everything that you, you know everything, and you know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said, and truly I tell you, when you were younger, you would tie your belt and walk wherever you wanted, but, but when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will tie you and carry you where you don't want to go. He said this to indicate by what death Peter would glorify God. And after saying this, he told him, follow me. So what should we do? Number one, accept his invitation to repent. When Jesus looked at Peter in, in uh, judgment, he was also looking at him saying, turn and look at me. And here in John chapter, uh, chapter 21, we see that Jesus was wanting, repent, see that your heart is turned, see that you need to reject your ways, follow me, be encouraged, Jesus is waiting for you to return, today is a reminder to you that he wants you back, even if you mess up or you fall away, he stands at the door and knocks and even accepts the prodigal son in return. Mike McKinley, a pastor in North, uh, Northern Virginia says, that truth should lead us to a heartful repentance where we sin. That this is the difference between Peter and Judas, both sinned against their master in terrible ways, but Judas' remorse never led him back to Jesus. Peter, on the other hand, repented and returned to being a disciple because Jesus died for his people's sins. There is mercy and forgiveness for everyone who falls and fails. When you sin, do not run from Jesus, run to him. Brother, sister, 
run to Jesus. Accept his invitation to quit going down the path of sin and return to him. Secondly, answer, do you love him? Do you love him? The one who loved the betrayer even as he betrayed him. The one who looked at the denier even as he denied him. Even as he went to the cross of death. Stop and think. Jesus loved Peter still enough to die for him. And in that same way, Peter, Jesus turned to Peter and said, Do you love me? Do you love me? And this is the response that we need to think in our own heart to be reminded first that Jesus died on the cross for us that he took the wrath of God for us that he paid the penalty for our sin on the cross in our stead that in his way that he died on the cross and three days later rose again and in this good news Jesus showed that he loved his children loved his family that he died for them and in this love brother and sister all we are called to do is repent and believe and love the Lord Jesus with all our heart respond today by making Jesus your first love respond by loving him over your family your friends your wants your desires love him love him in all ways number one if you have never repented of your sins and trusted in him today could be the day of your salvation if you trust in him you will be granted forgiveness that he earned at the cross. Today would be the day of your salvation if you turn to him and love him. But two, also, if you are at a distance from Jesus today, see that there's a Savior who loves you. See that is one who's beckoning you home. See that he is one that he, if he has died for you, that he has loved you, he has chosen you, then no one can pluck you from his hands john chapter 10 verse 27 he says my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me and i give them eternal life and they will never perish no one will snatch them out of my hand my father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hands brother sister maybe as we sang earlier you need some blessed assurance even that you've fallen and failed, that there is a Savior who loves you. That you don't have to run from him and continuing to stay at a distance. Instead, you can come near and receive the grace of forgiveness that he has given you. Do you love him? Do you love him? Because he loves you. And third and finally, follow him. That was the final message to Peter. Follow him. Take up your cross and follow me, Jesus said. We just read it just a few months ago. And practically being living as Jesus teaches us. Start witnessing. Start serving again. Start being committed to a local church. Start a quiet time. Follow his commands. Follow him. And be refreshed and renewed and be brought near. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. Jesus said to them, if anyone wants to follow after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Brother, sister, maybe you've been away from Jesus, but he's asking you to follow him. Maybe you've been far off and failed. He's saying, I'm going to forgive you. Maybe you feel like at a distance. Well, he's saying, I still love you. 
Maybe you need to return and come close to the Savior. Don't stay away. It only leads to heartache, destruction, and more heartache. Staying away from Jesus, denying his truth is going to harm you more. Come back to Jesus. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are thankful for this message and example in, Jesus, in Peter's life. Not that we would want to fail like him. Not that we would want to follow far at a distance. But that we see a Savior who loved him. A Savior who died for him. A Savior who welcomed him and forgiveness and repentance. I pray that this is the Savior we are reminded of, the Savior that we know that will welcome us home, we, the Savior that we know that we can have assurance in, in our life, that we don't have to battle back and forth and, and un, not knowing where we stand with God because we know we are in his grasp. So Lord, I pray for this. And I pray for, Lord, if there is someone here far from you that even right now you're quickening their heart they know that you are calling them they know that you're chasing after them they know that even though that they've been failed there is a savior who loves them and I pray God right now today they would trust in your son Jesus for forgiveness and for life eternal life we ask this in Jesus name amen Go ahead and stand up.
see him here. They see him here. And they, they see him here. They see him here. And they see him here. We know it because he said it. Jesus said, the world will see him when the world sees us. That's why together we do this. We give so that those who've not yet seen can see. It means something when the world sees how we give. It means something because we do not look the same. It means something because we do not sound the same. It means something because when we give, this is what the world sees. They see the gospel doing what the world cannot. They see the gospel making us one. And so we give. We give so that missionaries can go. We give so that churches can be started, hurts can be healed, and truth can be shared. We give so the world might see Jesus in us, united, united as one. Our network of churches, of Southern Baptist churches, we have the North American Mission Board, and we have church plants and ministries all over North America, United States and Canada, bringing the gospel, helping people, and so this time we we highlight their ministry and what they're doing. So we ask that you give a very sacrificial offering, one-time offering to them. Uh, we give regularly as a church uh, on what you give, that we give a portion of that, but this is a special offering. 100% goes uh, to missionaries on the field. We hope that you'd encourage that. Hopefully you got a prayer guide. If you didn't, there's probably some still out there. Pray for them. Also, give a, a generous offering. You can do so uh, through a special offering envelope that's at the Next Steps desk or uh, in your electronic giving, just choose them the drop down for the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. So we're thankful for them. Many who are over here in Cincinnati, Grace Church, uh, which is just right up the road in Harrison. Uh, I've been to them, met their pastor. He's doing a great work over there, just getting started. And we're thankful that we can support them and churches like them uh, here in our area. So a uh, couple quick things before we go and we take our offering. So just an encouragement to be prepared for the offering. We're about to take it. You can do so physically or by the QR code that you find in the pew in front of you or that will be on the screen here in a minute. But just a couple of announcements before we give. Guests, we're glad that you're here. We hope that you would connect with us further through the connect card that you have. Go to the next steps to connect even further and get your questions answered and get a gift for you if this is your first time visiting with us today. We're glad that you're here and we hope to connect you further and get to know you better and so we hope that you'll uh, be with us uh, again next Sunday. A couple other things. First of all, uh, we have a members meeting tonight, business meeting and ice cream social. Man, when I got out of my car and felt that chill, the first thing I thought of was I can't wait to eat ice cream. Come on, don't, don't let, listen, I know y'all eat ice cream in the winter, I do, and so we're going to eat some tonight, right after the meeting, uh, so we just need a couple of men, right after our service, to go down and set up about 10 tables, if you could help us out, that and some chairs, that'll have us all set up for tonight, uh, but we hope to also see you tonight at 6 o'clock, very important, we're going to sing together, you're going to hear reports about ministries, uh, we're going to hear uh, vote members in. We're going to hear about a lot of important uh, items here in our church. So come back tonight, 6 o'clock, for our members meeting and business meeting at 6 o'clock. And 
some ice cream afterwards. Uh, also, mark your calendar for Easter celebration, which is coming up in just two weeks. Uh, we have uh, Saturday, uh, we have some volunteers that are needed. There's a way to sign up outside. You can see Christy for more information about that. But we just need you to invite people, come, volunteer, and also donate candy. Listen, one of the things, we're, we're probably going to have a big turnout for this. And so we need lots of candy and lots of eggs. So if you can donate uh, candy, if you can donate time to fill some eggs, uh, the more we have, the greater the event and the more that we uh, will be encouraging to our, our community. So please help her out. And all of that candy and stuff is due next Sunday. Next Sunday. So you can't procrastinate anymore you got to get it done this week and bring it in okay so uh that way she knows that next week she's not just like stuffing like a mad person okay so do as much as you can to help her out uh, also because of the weather again we're not going to be able to launch gospel to every home just yet because again our teeth will be chattering today but uh, next week is a special gospel to every home we call it all in sunday where we would like everybody in as possible we need lots of people to go visit we need people to watch kids for people to go visit and we need prayers and so next sunday is an important sunday uh, this means if you've got uh, the time come you can serve in some way out at the next steps desk is a place that you can sign up to watch kids if you're not comfortable going door to door you can watch a kid so somebody else can go uh, and each one of these dates march 26th april 16th may 21st and june 11th there is a place to sign up for that so please encourage us by doing that also you can come and pray and just go pray in a room for the the, the teams that are going out but honestly if we can have you know 20 25 people and send several teams out we're going to hit a lot of homes in one day and get caught up from all these sundays that we got kind of uh, the weather kept us out so we hope that you'll come if you've never done it before we promise you we'll not put you out on your own you'll be with a veteran somebody's done it before and you'll learn how to go do this this is an opportunity for us to meet those who live in our community and encourage them in christ share the gospel and invite them to church and this is important as we lead up to easter um i think that's all my announcements double check that's it so now we're going to prepare our hearts for the offering. Uh, so as they come, let us think how we can generously give. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity as an outpouring of our worship today. We're not done. We're about to worship more, Lord. We know that, that you've given us so much, and we're giving back to you to show our appreciation, thanksgiving, and love to you. So Lord, as we give of our tithes and offerings, uh, that Lord, we pray that you would help us to have a generous, cheerful heart as we give. And that, Lord, that you would multiply it for kingdom use. Lord, even to know that we are supporting uh, our ministry, like our children's ministry, as they plan for vacation Bible school. We know that we can't do that without the generosity of those who give. So, Lord, we're thankful for the giving. We pray that you'd help us to be even more generous and that you would provide for our needs. In Jesus' name, amen.